Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sing to the Lord, the podcast that breaks down how the Lutheran hymnody is preaching the gospel. I'm your host, Mason Van Essen. What you're hearing is the hymn, Eternal Father, Strong to Save. Welcome back to Sing to the Lord. We have our old rock and tempest here. It's the Navy hymn, Lars Olson, Zachary Brockhoff. Thanks for being here, both of you. You're usually so nice to me, Mason, but now you're calling me old. I don't know if I like that. <laughs> well, did you, would, would you prefer to be the tempest, are. I guess? Yeah. <laughs> well, I just was you know, looking at Zachary thinking I, I'm probably the old one here. So Anyway, yes, today we are in Matthew 14. Uh, Jesus... Um, calming the seas and calling Peter out onto the water, walking on the water. And uh, Zachary, you've selected for us uh, the hymn, Eternal Father, Strong to Save. Tell us a little bit about this hymn. Well, I just couldn't resist. Um, People, of course, know this as much uh, for its um, use as the the Navy hymn, um, as much as it maybe is sung in worship. And so... um, it's almost difficult, I think, for some people to to sing it and and not think of those who have served. Um, in fact, I was reminded as I was uh, preparing for this that um, in a previous congregation which I served, they had a they had a time in the year. Probably, I would suspect it was around Veterans Day that they had a a whole medley of uh, things played, and I had the great uh, honor and privilege of playing this at the organ. Um, and the Navy hymn was the easy one for me to find. Uh, you know, the rest of them uh, are not really sung necessarily in the context of worship in this way. Um, and I was always told, don't forget the merchant marines. I don't remember what they're particular, but don't forget them. Uh, Seems so, strange that the merchant marines would have a different song than it's the very, Navy it's song It's just all me, very but. odd. But I was, um, anyway, the point is uh, people knew this one. Um, uh, just because in the context of, of worship, we'll, we'll sing it. Um, if you remember, this was quite a while ago now that we, we talked about um, uh, the this tune in the context of uh, My Hope is Built on Nothing Less, uh, a, a different, different uh, text. But um, this tune and these words were written to go together. Um, so often we have a, have hymns that maybe that wasn't the case, right? The, like like uh, last week, "O Living Bread from Heaven," we mostly associate with uh, the church's one foundation, and so committees will pick and choose things. These go together. So when you sing this hymn, uh, th- there is no other option. Uh, you must do this, um, and so. Uh, but you can see uh, it's it's a little bit uh, confusing even in history where this belongs because. Um, uh, our our poet wrote this for a friend who was going to sail to America uh, from England, I believe, and he, he's, so he writes this. And then when it when it's published in a hymnal, he said uh, this goes um, with uh, those at sea. It was for those at sea, um, which sort of makes it difficult to know why in the world we would sing it. Um, if it's for the Navy, uh, for those at sea, for uh, a certain guy getting on a boat. Um, <laughs> uh, hundreds of years ago, uh, why you know should the person in the fourth pew bother? Um, and of course, uh, it's it's really strong in its in its uh, imagery of being on the water in a boat, uh, 
Um, and of course, that's where we find ourselves uh, largely in this week's gospel. Um, and uh, and it's in essence a prayer. So um, the first stanza, one to the Father, the second to Christ, the Son, and third to the Holy Spirit, um, which is sort of odd because this weekend's text, you don't hear much about God the Father. Um, in fact, you know, anytime I hear something like the miracle of walking on water, you think, well, this is something only Jesus could do, despite the fact uh, Peter goes out and, and trots around also, you know, has a nice little walk for a little <laughs> while anyway. But only Jesus could steps. do this, and this is Jesus' work. But the hymn tells tells us, reminds us really, because it's pulling from Scripture, that 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 God the Father at creation is actually uh, setting limits uh, to to the ocean, um, uh, to the depths of the ocean, keep, keep its limits, um, which... Um, even in the context of, of recent events with the submersible going sort of and, <laughs> and, and saying, oh, nobody can kind of uh, figure out, uh, we haven't really explored the depths of the ocean. Uh, this hymn says, well, God knows what that is, <laughs> right. uh, uh, which is interesting just, just to hear that, that God's part of this and sing about this. And then the Holy Spirit being part of this too is a reference, I think, to, to creation and hovering over the waters and, and, and really um, – which, which in itself is fine, but I think when we're singing about the spirit in that context, you're also saying, um, just as as chaos is still there, then the spirit is going to actually still the chaos of of life for us, and say um, Christ has something to say. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyway, um, uh, so so it's it's uh, really the the Trinity at work to to. Um, to calm the sea uh, for those that, that happen to be in peril on the sea as the hymn keeps singing, um, but then actually has something to say to us as well. Yeah, it's, I think it's an, an important thing to notice what's happening in the, in the um, gospel reading with, with Jesus. You know, he's out on the sea and the, the wind and the waves start coming up and it's a, um, it's a dangerous situation. And, and all of those together really are saying that um, as as you're pointing out, that anybody on the sea is actually in in peril. We we, we are air breathing creatures. Uh, we live on land. Mm-hmm. Uh, we actually need these things to sustain life. Um, and so, passing on the uh, um, you know through the sea or over the water is really kind of uh, like tempting death uh, mm-hmm. because uh, and 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 the, uh, the the scriptures actually kind of understand that that the the waters are coming in and they've been bound or limited um, but they're unpredictable and they're kind sure. of an order of chaos right and they can swallow you up at any moment like uh, something like Jonah yeah. um, or even the flood of Noah right that that this is a destructive chaotic um, anti-creation kind of mm-hmm. uh, force that's there. And here comes Jesus in the midst of the wind and the waves, uh, just saying peace and calm, that he puts the limit back uh, into these things um, so that so that uh, God's creation, God's uh, provision uh, is there. So it's, I think it's very fitting that it's for the, for the Trinity, not mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, Jesus saying... Um, and all save those on peril on the sea. No, this is God's work of limiting death and chaos uh, and making sure that that life is going ha- going on. Which Peter clearly 
trusts for a moment and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. can't and uh and still Jesus has to come in and save him from this right so he even peter is imperiled on the sea well and i think that's the way yeah, that that would be the exact way you want to hear the the last line that you that we repeat three times uh, hear us when we cry to thee for those in peril and it's exactly what peter does um actually has to call out to christ exactly um and so uh um but you uh, frankly, I think you have to almost say that um, in in a sermon. Uh, be very clear; otherwise, you end up singing this hymn in the context of my relative or friend who's uh, serving um, truly, uh, and and that's not in in the context of worship what we're singing about. Um, uh, but instead, all those who who call out to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, the disciples are are at sea, and most of us, I, I guess, too. I was thinking, that unless we we happen to be in some extreme circumstances, um, are not going to be on the sea ourselves, um, unless you're Methodist. I I was uh, truly uh, a few years ago, a couple of years ago. I don't remember. We went to um, my wife has a uh, well, my wife's family has a lake house type thing, and anyway, we're out on the water and. The Methodists during the summer uh, worship in a boat on the water, uh, so they may be the only ones. Uh, <laughs> and they get a big microphone. It's very odd. Um, you almost have to sing this every week, uh, right? Uh, that that tempting fate, right? Right. Just 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 to see. Um, most of us won't won't be in that situation. But um, I like the way one person sort of described because you 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 end up. Uh, singing all about uh, the, the perils of, of, of the sea in here, rock, tempest, well, here we are, um, f- uh, fire and foe, um, uh, danger's hour, and those who are traveling. Um, one person described this really just as a prayer, which of course it is, but he says the prayer is, is not actually the, the request. He sort of asks the question, are we really singing and praying to God that we be people and uh, we be spared from all difficulty in life. He said this would be like singing hymns with uh, no character, where the melody is flat and sterile and just uh, dull. Um, this is, of course, what many people want. Sing my favorites. Don't. Uh, which, by the way, this would fall. Are you into calling that my category. favorites dull? Yes, uh, <laughs> I am, and um, or some of them at least. He says this is this is not real life. Um, and then he paints this picture. Suppose the ship in which your friend uh, is is uh, sailing along um, is is wrecked on the rocks or or engulfed in flames or something, and there are only enough boats for three quarters of the people, and you're praying that your friend be spared. Um, <laughs> uh, just think about that. Maybe that's a selfish prayer. Uh, that that others be thrown overboard. That your friend be spared. Um, he said, but really what we're, what we're praying for here is not actually that God spare us from all difficulties in life, but that in the midst of those challenges, we actually have something to trust. Um, and at times, he says, just think about it. If God were to spare your friend, um, you would be tasked uh, then or, or sorry, if your friend were to die, you, you you would be tasked with going to that person's family and actually giving them the comfort of Christ. <laughs> it's just a very interesting way of of describing um, situations that unfold in real life. 
mm-hmm. rather than saying um, all circumstances, uh, God just push these push these away from us. But um, sort of like Peter, no, you're you're right out on the water, <laughs> um, and Christ is 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 really the only hope there. So yeah, it's. I mean, you're exactly right. Uh, we would prefer. And if we were creator and provider and uh, redeemer of uh, the entire cosmos, uh, I'm sure each of us would make sure that everybody had exactly what they needed. Right. There was never any trouble, right? Uh, but that's not actually the situation that we're in. And yeah. if we can be mad at God for that, um, or we can watch him call out and say, look at your faith and doubt and what it produces. It produces, I mean, your fear and doubt. Uh, it, it pulls you away from trusting mm. that... Um, you, that you you start to say I would do it different and I would do it better than God rather than uh, this is what God has given us this mm-hmm. is what it is and here's the word to hold on to that gives peace and comfort mm-hmm. yeah and I think the hymn does a great job of uh, pointing exactly to that pointing away from kind of uh, we'd have it our way but rather crying out to God and saying please uh, not um, throw everybody overboard and save my friend but right. save them. Save them. Save all who are, cro- are calling out to you. Oh, and finally, I think uh, this person said something like, God's not going to honor this sort of thing. Uh, God can't, right, without without uh, uh, killing some and saving. I mean, this is not this is not the way this works, but but that God would actually give peace. This is what we right. what we pray for um, through what the second stanza says is Christ's when it's when it finally does talk about Jesus, Savior, whose Almighty Word. Um, by by what Christ is going to say, um, you actually have peace then, um, even when you are in peril. Thanks for joining us this week on Sing to the Lord. Check the show notes for Zachary's stanza-by-stanza commentary, as well as a list of other hymns we recommend. See you next week.